0: Good morning, everyone. Today is November 2nd, and it's about 9.15. This is Jeffy Kennedy, and I'm coming to you with my first cup of coffee, which these days is London Fog, but you know, hey, hot beverage, right? First sip. So I apologize for yesterday. It ended up being A weird day so far as recording was concerned. First, it was like in the middle of my praising the new app, uh, which I think I mentioned. I may repeat things because I can't remember now which were things I said yesterday, which I ended up just ditching entirely. But Library Addict told me that the recording level is much more consistent. So I really appreciated hearing that. So I was talking about this great new app and it just stopped all of a sudden. It was laying on my lap, you know, showing its levels and chirping away. It doesn't really chirp, but visually chirping. And it stopped. And that was like two minutes in. It was almost as if I had said, because I said something about it, it stopped. And I was like, hmm. like it, I don't know. Did it think I gave it a command? That's the weird thing about these. Now that we're moving into the age of voice activation, you never know exactly what's activating a thing. Uh, Also, (coughs) excuse me. Um, So then I just thought, well, since I was two minutes in, I'd start over. So I just started over. So I started over, and I was about nine minutes and 46 seconds into it, uh, which I know because that was where it stopped recording. I paused it to let Isabel in because she was looking at me through the window as if she had been abandoned outside. Oh. Yeah, that's all right. I'm kind of keeping an eye on Jackson. I'm trying not to move once I'm ensconced in my office chair so it doesn't make all of that noise. Uh, but so it goes. So I paused it, and though it was paused, it, like, wouldn't unpause, and I ended up stopping it and saved it. So I recorded another 10 minutes, and I couldn't splice them together, and I didn't want to do a part one and a part two again. So, so those are my travails. Um, and I'm sitting inside because it's cold out and I can't see Jackson. So I'm going to have to try this pause again, but I'm only two minutes in. So we'll try it. All right. This time the pause worked. I don't know. It was being funny about the touchscreen yesterday. So Jackson is not being good. It was a couple days of being cooped up with rain and snow, had him, uh, all restless. He didn't even ask to go out for a couple of days there. So, you know, I thought he was all content, but apparently a couple of days of sleep means for a couple of days of crazy running around the neighborhood. And he jail broke twice yesterday. For a black and white cat. That's definitely not ideal circumstances for him to be out this time of year. Um, uh, you know, Halloween and Dia de, de los Muertos, Day of the Dead, Old Saint's Day. It really is a several days where you have to kind of watch your black kitty cats just in case. So even more than usual. But I'm watching him out the window now as I talk. As the weather gets colder, he'll stop wanting to go out so much. But I think I've said that before, right? So yesterday I ended up sharing a post. Now He's just moving to the next clump of grass. I thought he was making his move. Um, about NaNoWriMo that I apparently had put together back in 2014. I was surprised it was that long ago. Um, but it was about my recommendation for how to go about doing uh, NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writing Month, um, where you try to write 50,000 words over the course of a month. And they said it in November, quite some time back. I've talked to the founder about it, and it's kind of funny because he confirmed to me that one of the reasons he picked November was because there's not a lot going on in November, <laughs> which aggravates me because it's, it's such a guy perspective. You know, it, it just made me think of, you know, and sorry guys if you're listening, but, you know, it just made me think of how the guys show up for Thanksgiving dinner and hang out and watch the football game and drink beer while the women are all in the kitchen And I love Thanksgiving, and I love cooking the Thanksgiving dinner. But, you know, it's a hell of a lot of work. And if you are also responsible for, you know, taking care of family members, and you got to make, if you're working, if you're working a full-time job, you've got to get the house clean, you've got to get everybody's travel arranged. Uh, You know, making that kind of enormous meal and making it a a special occasion for everyone, you know, that is not an inconsiderable amount of work. So anyway, it always aggravated me, this whole idea that somehow November is an ideal month for uh, concentrating on your writing because it was a couple of guys who thought that. But I do think that it's it's a good... It's a good thing to do because it helps build the habit of writing, which I know I've been talking about a lot this week. And so it is um, very much in line with how I feel about building a habit of writing, that you pretty much write every day, um, that you have to write consistently, and that you have to keep going through it. Uh, I saw my friend Kelly Robson post yesterday saying that um, she did NaNoWriMo back in 2005 when she would never written anything. I'm going to have to reposition Jackson here, but you all can come with me. Um, she'd never written anything and didn't believe you No, didn't know she could. She'd been married to another writer for many years, uh, but she hadn't written. And so she did NaNoWriMo... <coughs> And prove to herself that she could write, and I think you know. And now she, and then she also included a picture of her Nebula Award that she won last year, um, which I suppose is another indication that she can write. There are all sorts of indications. There's uh, awards are a nice one, nice validation. But now, Orymo does teach you that you can consistently put words on the page, which really is the the core of being a writer Um, where I see people go wrong with NaNoWriMo. And that's part of what I put that post up for yesterday is that they tend to say, okay, 50,000 words in the month of November, 50,000 divided by 30 is 1,667 words. So I need to write 1,667 words a day to get done. And I mean, you can't fault that math, but it's simple math. And I feel like it's, um, it's, it's not the best way to go about it. I want to say it's a recipe for, uh, for failure, which clearly it's not because many people are able to do it. But I do think that it, it sets up the odds against you. And the reason for this is that, uh, writing is like training for a marathon. I think really anything that we set out to do, we need to think in terms of training for it gradually. Uh, A marathon makes a a good example because it's like, uh, you know, we know that if it's going to be like 20K or 26K or whatever a marathon is, clearly I am not a marathon runner. But if you decide you're going to train for the marathon, you don't go out and run your 20K that first day. Um, you might be able to you know sometimes if you're even if you're out of shape, you're able to do things once. Your body sort of gives you that uh, resilience you know to escape the tiger under pressing circumstances. I remember that <laughs> David and I, when we were thinking about moving to Victoria, British Columbia, we were in Victoria and we'd been looking at houses for several days and we made an offer on a house and we still had a couple more days there. We'd found a house before we expected to. And so we decided, well, we would rent some bikes and ride our bikes up the coast. We didn't have a rental car and we wanted to ride up the coast to this town. And it was really fun. It was a gorgeous day and we rode our bikes up the coast and I don't know how far we rode, but we rode a really long way. And then we found this fantastic restaurant um, with a little table overlooking the sound. And we decided that we wanted to have wine with our lunch. So we you know, thought, okay, well, we will take the bus back. We'd known that we could take our bikes on the bus back. This is days before Uber. Um, I'm sure you could order an Uber with a bike rack, right? I wonder so, you know, we're like, oh, well, we can have wine. And so all I can say is it was a really good thing that we decided not to bike back. So we decided to have wine because the next day we were both so incredibly stove up. We had been so out of shape for that kind of long distance bicycling that, you know, we were kind of tired doing it. But the next day we could barely move. And for a couple of days after that, we were completely wiped out. So to me, the moral of this tale is, is that you can do it on that first day, but you pay a price. And I've certainly noticed that with my own writing that um, I can do, you know, like a, I, I have before I've done like a 10, 11,000 word day when I really needed to. Um, but then I pay the price for it. There's a serious rebound, and I won't get anything written for weeks. And I have run the math, <clears throat> and I found that if I write words a lower number consistently uh, for longer periods of time, you know, I get much more written than if I do a burst and then suffer rebound. So anyway, I put up on the blog yesterday... The kind of schedule I recommend, which is exactly how you would train yourself to do anything at all. Like if you start weightlifting or if you start running or learning a new job, learning a new skill, you do it incrementally. And I suspect that all efforts are like this. I think we tend to think of creative or intellectual efforts as not requiring the same kind of energy and endurance that physical activity requires. And I think that that's not true. I think they do require very very similar um, mechanics here of energy and endurance. So what I recommend for Nano NaNoWriMo is to start out writing like 200 words the first day and then adding 100 words to 300, 400. You can double at the lower numbers. But I put the formula on my blog um, at the end you're writing somewhere around 2200 words a day uh, which is obviously more than the 1667 but by then it's much easier because you you've built up the endurance you've built up that flow and that habit and you're able to do more um, certainly for me when i have been doing a lot of editing or piecework like i've been doing the last couple of weeks once I start seriously drafting again, and I, try, and I work my way up to 4,000 words a day, that is absolutely what I do, is work my way up to it. I, I won't get 4,000 that first day. I might get 2,000. And then I just keep trying to increase it every day. And then once I'm there, once I'm at the 4,000 words a day, I can sustain it. And every once in a while, I have a bad day. And I think you have to allow yourself that. Um, Because that's part of training too, right? Uh, When I was in graduate school, when I was getting my Ph.D. in neurophysiology back in the day, one of the other guys in the uh, physiology department was working on exercise physiology. And he worked particularly with Olympic athletes down at the Colorado Springs Olympic Training Center on overtraining syndrome. And that's really fascinating stuff because there's a very definite effect where these athletes who are training for the Olympics, um, or it happens for other sporting events, but definitely is true of the Olympics because those tend to be the young athletes who are, you know, really, you know, going for the gold. So these are very intensely dedicated people, right? Um, They want to train and train to optimize, um, that they'll be at their peak performance for the Olympics, right? Most of us can't be at peak performance all the time, right? That's why we call it peak performance and not plateau performance. (laughs) Uh, And what would happen is that a lot of these athletes would overtrain. They would keep working towards their peak performance, and then they would start slacking, or start not slacking, but falling off. Uh, the runners would start running more slowly and the weightlifters would not be able to lift so much and so on and so forth. And it was a very, um, it is a very definite syndrome and something that plagues a lot of professional athletes because obviously they want to bring their peak performance to the game, not peak three weeks before the Olympics and then be at like 90%. So... One of the things that he found out was that, um, that you have to have breaks, that you have to have down days, that you can't just be push, push, pushing all the time, which we kind of know, but it's always good to have, I don't know, sort of empirical evidence that that's true. You need to, um... Yeah, I want to write down, I have to write down the word empirical because I was looking for that when I was writing yesterday and I couldn't think of it. I knew I knew what it was. For this uh, collaboration that I'm doing for Twin Star, my heroine, excuse me, my heroine is a scientist and I'm having to bring some of my scientist brain back up again, which I haven't used in a long time. I'm going to have to start reading some stuff for her, I think. So anyway, um, oh, so I don't don't have that much time left and shows what happens when I, I actually know what I'm going to talk about. So that's my advice for doing NaNoWriMo and then the rest I want to talk about is why I don't do NaNoWriMo. And there's a few reasons for this. Um, one is because I think NaNoWriMo is really good for building a writing habit, and I already have a good writing habit. I write forty to 60,000 words each month, and I don't need to monkey with my process. I don't need to change that. Um, a lot of people ask me if I'll do NaNoWriMo, And they'll want me to be on their teams. And and when I tell them this, they're like, yeah, we know you do that. That's why we want you on our team so that you can help us win. And that brings me to the other part that I don't like about NaNoWriMo is the competition. I feel like competition is really not good for us. And I know that that's a core part of our culture, that we're supposed to be, uh, you know, competition brings out the best in us, you know, like the Olympics and so forth. Um, but I don't think competition really does bring out the best in us. I think that in order to compete with someone, you have to compare. And I think comparing with other people is wrong uh, because we all do things differently, especially in a creative process. But I think it's true of all things in life. We are all on our own paths and we all do things our own way. And if you compare yourself to someone else, you're You're gaining nothing except making yourself feel bad that you somehow are not doing this thing the same way that somebody else does this thing, and of course you don't because you're not them and they're not you. Uh, I think that competition leads to unhappiness, and I make a lot of choices for happiness um and I had this, I, I shared this with someone else in the Sephora chat room the other day. I have this on my desk. It's a quote from George O'Keeffe on a little magnet that my friend Margaret bought for me when she was here visiting, got it at the George O'Keeffe Museum up in Abiquiue. And she said, if you can believe in what you are and keep to your line, that is the most one can do with life. If you can believe in what you are and keep to that line, that is the most one can do with life. And I think that's really important. I think that you have to find out who you are, believe in that, and then keep to it. And competing with other people um, doesn't do that. Uh, What that does is you're, you're looking at their line. You're not believing in who you are, you're believing in who they are and trying to somehow mimic or beat them at what they're doing. So do NaNoWriMo if you're looking to build a writing habit. It's great for building a writing habit, uh, but I wouldn't worry about winning. I don't think that, uh, you know, it always bemuses me when people say, I won NaNoWriMo, and I know that's how they phrase it in the the program It means that you achieved your goal. I would frame it instead that way. Achieve my word count goal. That's how I look at it. And it's all about my goal and what I'm trying to write and my line and what I'm keeping to. So that's why I don't do NaNoWriMo. Um, But I hope that you, those of you who are doing it, will find inspiration in doing it. That you will build great writing habits. And that you come out with some good stuff. So thank you all for joining me today for my first cup of coffee. And I hope you all have a wonderful Friday and a fantastic weekend. If you haven't voted already, I did. I voted yesterday afternoon. Uh, Please get out and vote. And we're going to set the clocks back and be on real time. I feel like this is a, a watershed moment. We're going to move into some good stuff now. So you all take care, and I will talk to you on Monday. Bye-bye.